the mysteries of Gravity Falls creep into the non-animated world. This is the Gravity Bros Podcast. I'm Alec. This is my brother Lucas. And we're here for a bonus today. Yeah, we're doing a special episode that uh, I'm very much like you, the audience, about because I know not very much about what we're actually talking about today. Yeah, now on YouTube, we do reaction videos on our channel, Hester Brothers Cartoon Theater. We assume most of you know that or have seen it, but there could be a small amount who don't. And the fun thing about reactions is that we are actually reacting live to whatever we're seeing. Lucas has no idea exactly what I'm about to show him. Here's the context for the audience. Uh, about a week or two ago, Gravity Falls celebrated its 10-year anniversary. Uh, first Woo! of all, uh, congratulations, Gravity Falls, for 10 years, uh, and thanks for ha- making this awesome show that we were able to talk about every week. But Alex Hirsch gave a treat to all of the supporters who have followed him for so long by tweeting out a four-and-a-half-minute video detailing real emails from the Disney TV Standards and Practices Department. Uh, not well, just... What? Yes, okay. So, not just... Um, let, let me rephrase this. So, the, this is his exchange with this department every time that they asked him to censor something in the show. Now, what? Yo, he, hold on, yes. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yo, I'm on the edge of my seat with this right now. Is he allowed to do that? Can he publish that? So I thought no. I had somebody in our Discord take note of all of them just in case Disney forced him to take them down. However, cool. they, they are still on Twitter uh, as of right now. And thank you, Tess, in the Discord for uh, taking stock of that. <laughs> um, That's sick. Thank you also. That's so, cool. no, I'm excited because... I know what this is, and I've looked at little things, but I have not yet gone through the entire video one thing at a time. So what we're going to do today, we are going to unpack every single email that he decided to share in this video, keeping in mind that this is not everything. These are just some of the wildest that he thought would be fun to share uh, to the public. And again, it's wild to me that he's even allowed to do this and that he decided to go through with it. Yo, I'm not gonna lie, I might just, like, create a little background clip and ask you if we could put this on YouTube. Well, this is an audio-only recording, so... I know, I said I'll just create a background for it. Okay, I'm okay, yeah, that would be kind of fun, yeah. (laughs) And then we could, yeah, alright, I can sort of picture that. When Um, it's done, send me a clip, I'm serious, I'll make it happen. Alright, so, I'm gonna read his tweet first. And this is how it starts. He says, ever curious about the fights I had with the censors on Gravity Falls? I probably shouldn't share this, but here are some real notes from Disney S&P and my real replies. You are not prepared. S&P stands for Standards and Practices. What? Get ready. I'm so excited to read this to you for the first time. Lucas does not pay attention to social media. uh, Which is funny because I'm actually a digital marketing manager for my main job. But it's because it is my main job. I don't do it personally. Like, it's annoying to me because it's my work. Right. So you're not necessarily as in tune with all of, like, animation news that's going around on social media and things. I just It's mind-blowing to me that you haven't seen any of this yet. I had multiple people send this to me, being like, did you see this? I'm like, I want to talk about it as a full episode. Anyway, uh, I feel like we've teased people long enough. Let's go one at a time. First up, the following are real emails from the Disney TV Standards and Practices Department. Uh, I should warn people in advance, normally we don't curse on this, but I'm going to leave everything uncensored because it is all very critical information for these tweets. 
Aha. Monday, September 9th, 2011. Page 31. Please revise poop face as it comes across as a replacement for shit face. Prior use of Mabel saying poop, poop, and butts. In the episode, Fight Fighters came across as more childlike and not as offensive. First of all, I could almost not even read what they are saying there. I was going to say, I'm like, wait, they're saying that the use of poop and butts in a different episode is okay because it's more childlike, but in another context, it's offensive because it's more like shit face. Yes. Okay. Actually, that's exactly what they're saying. Uh, cool. All right, okay. I got it. So, I speak legalese. I, I took out my master's in this kind of BS. <laughs> uh, Alex Hirsch replies, I've never met a human on earth of any age who would be offended by a cartoon saying the word poop face. <laughs> His replies are going to be the best part of this exchange. Now, if any, I also have not met a single person on this earth. Now, that doesn't mean that they don't exist. I'm sure that they exist. But the fact that Disney's censorship is concerned about them is, is what's a little problematic to me. But continue. Sure, Alex Hirsch finishing, finished that by saying, not changing it. And I don't know whether that one made the show or not. Um, oh my gosh! I, th- I think it did. I think yeah, it did. I, I feel like I've heard it. Anyway, um, page 492. It has come to our attention that hoo-ha is a slang term for vagina. Please rise. <laughs> it's come to our attention? Did they not know? That's awesome. The well, censorships the- wouldn't know. I have a question about how exactly they go about doing the research for these types of things. (laughs) Where exactly? They're going to the Urban Dictionary now. If hoo-ha says it on the Urban... (laughs) So silly, man. Alex Hirsch replies, It is a proper word meaning excitement or hullabaloo. And that is clearly its meaning here. The context is an owl-themed restaurant called Hoo-ha's Jamboree. Oh. Okay, yeah, like... It's absurd. Come on. That's that's uh, silly that somebody like d- like does hoo ha mean that? Sure, but that doesn't like it. Also, doesn't mean that at the same time. <laughs> you know, it doesn't always mean that. Sure. Okay. And writes not changing it. So huh. I believe that one also got through. I don't remember that one actually, but I could be wrong. Yeah, cause it's my understanding, I haven't watched this video yet, but I think that when we get to the ones that there was more back of a back and forth, that's included. So if it says it didn't change it, I'm pretty sure not, but we'll see. Um, page 14, please revise Chub Pup on t-shirt. Chub has a sexual connotation. Have you heard that? Oh yeah, I know that one. Okay, I'm not familiar. Now listen, I am very out of It's the a penis comes- thing. Okay, nice. Yeah. Are you Chubb sure? Is, Chubb is... I'm absolutely sure, sir. I'm much okay. more well-versed in the slang of this generation than you. That, Chubb is a famous thing. You're very right. Urban Dictionary is not my forte. Dude, um, Urban Dictionary is the back of my skull. Hirsch reply. This is silly. It's an image of a fat dog. From the context, there is no reason to think that Chubb means anything other than that. Yeah, I agree with Alex Hirsch. Chubb way more commonly means fat before it means anything else. I, I can't believe that one. That one's kind of silly to me. Like, the other ones, I get, like, who has a thing? I think that one's kind of silly. I don't think that many people even know. You didn't even know that that existed. <laughs> no, I mean, because if I'm the censors, right, I'm thinking about what are parents going to object to that are going to make my life more difficult when they start writing letters. And I feel like none of these so far have been remotely in that camp. 
I mean, to be fair, though, how how smart is the average American parent? You know, the censors have got to worry about some pretty ridiculous stuff. To be to just plain devil's advocate here, you know, like yes, I'm sure that they have gotten calls about the nuttiest things that you would never believe that somebody would complain about. Common, <laughs> even. Yeah, that I do believe, but you can't censor everything. Like, oh, there's yeah. no... Yeah, and for what it's worth, I feel like censors have actually gotten probably looser over time. Like, yeah, Owl House so. has been able to get away with quite a few things that I don't think Gravity Falls would have. But I feel like some of those are more themes. I think it's probably still hard to get certain words and phrases in there. I don't know. Yeah. See, I just feel bad because I feel like the censorship people are probably just looking at a sheet of words that aren't okay. And like, like things like hoo-ha is like, oh, well, it's on the sheet of words. So I have to say something about it. You know what I mean? Like, it feels sure. like it's probably a bureaucratic job. I doubt it's all that creative. I doubt that whoever's sitting there is thinking, hmm, I wonder what the creative intent of them using hoo-ha is. In you know, I highly doubt that those are those meetings. <laughs> so that's interesting. No, I, and I mean... I'm almost surprised to hear you uh, share that perspective, but I think it's kind of a good point that we don't really know the person behind the screen here. You know, they might really just be doing their job that Disney has given them a list of words. Or for all we know, it's not even Disney. Maybe it's a broader list that goes to all networks for kids. Exactly, yeah, because they're they're responding to a whole bunch of different laws and regulations that I guarantee you the person who has the job of communications does not know all that much about because that's how the bureaucracy works. It's a big company, you know? (laughs) Sure. Now, they followed up that last tweet and said, we have ran this phrase up the line, and unfortunately, the concern surrounding it still remains. What?! if you'd like to send me, if you, yeah, if you'd like to send me some alternate phrases, I can run those and let you know what becomes of it. Uh, trying to maybe show some semblance of we are willing to work this out. You can tell that the communications person is uncomfortable. You, you feel me? It's like, I pro like, I, we ran this up the line. I, I swear to God, I have nothing to do with this. Alex Hirsch replied. <laughs> oh no. Alternate phrases. Chubby pup. Tub pup. Chubbity pup pup. I can't believe I have to do this. <laughs> I, I mean, clearly there were some battles that he couldn't win. <laughs> we'll see. Okay, so let me also say one thing. I'm like, you know, playing devil's advocate for the censorship, but it's not that Alex Hirsch also is an incredibly justified for his sassy ass responses. You know what I mean? Like, it's just unfortunate that the bureaucrat is being paid to deal with that. I feel bad for that guy. It's the the company's still (laughs) wrong for censoring this stuff. Like, obviously, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a bigger discussion here about who really is the most responsible for some of these ridiculous things. Uh, You know, who makes the list? Like, is it a culmination of different things that have come together over time like it's so hard to know and at some point you lose sight is it just some random person who has come up with this probably i I, I mean mean, a lot of it is based on laws like fcc laws and fcc jesus christ lucas um but then that's a bigger question too is because then where do they they get it federal communications is it the fcc yeah, yeah, I think FCC. It's the FCC. yeah, that's what I'm talking about. No, you're right. But again, like, where does that stuff come from? You know, who decides um, what is appropriate? It's all socially constructed, really. Well, it's politically constructed. I mean, yeah, obviously socially constructed. More so, no, I, I actually learned a right. little. I learned a little bit about it when I took my law and the arts class in my master's degree, actually, because we did learn a little bit about some of that kind of law and where it comes from. 
and yeah it's just like congress and you know <laughs> supreme court decisions and stuff like that sure and obviously like if they're going to make an age-appropriate show you're gonna understand some things not yeah. getting through like if they're yeah. dropping f-bombs then that's not going to make disney and that's you know regardless of how you feel about the construction of swear words in media which you know to be honest you know to some of us certain ones are just words um at least it's understandable that they wouldn't want that getting to a younger audience but something i mean i think at least for branding i think philosophically it's pretty easy to make an argument that like swearing isn't really that big a deal in my opinion but you know sure i, I mean, mean minus hate speech i would say but just regular swear words that are just being dropped eh. intention is key and usually intention is pretty obvious i'd say when people are swearing most of the time not all the time um, but but most of the time yeah, I mean, it's an interesting issue when it comes to content that is made for a younger audience. I, you know... Well, for, that, for that, I still say branding, you know? Like, we're not a... Sure. Like, I don't think Disney's responsible for changing the cultural norms of parenting. They're just there to respond to it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't think that's... anyone should ask Disney to do that. They should ask, like... They should ask, like, you know, indie studios to do shit like that. <laughs> that's a great point. Okay. Um... Let's get into one something that we've already talked about throughout the course of the show. Uh, page 380. Please revise the action of Blubs putting his arm around Durlin. As, noticed, er, as noted in previous concerns, their affectionate relationship should remain comical versus flirtatious. Is this, is this a gay thing? Yes. Okay, I thought so. Yeah, I hate Disney. Screw that. That's awful. They should feel yeah. terrible for that. They should actually feel terrible. Whoever wrote that email should feel bad. I don't care if they're a bureaucrat because they should have rebelled if i had if i was if i had that job i'd have turned around and be like yo someone else has to write this email i'm not gonna put off this homophobic crap it's interesting to me that now owl house has clearly had much more creative freedom to do this 10 years later yeah um and i'm glad to see that i i understand that you know maybe the cultural norms were a little bit different 10 years ago but uh, it just destroys my soul to see this. It's it, due to it fighting, though, you know, because people like... Di I mean, the reason the cultural norms are different is because creators have been fighting to create content like this, and it's like promoting the culture and making it more acceptable, you know? Definitely. I think the frustrating thing for me about this one is that it's literally like an arm around the shoulder. This is so tame. And I know, to, right? To, try, <laughs> to really, like, lay the hammer down on something like that is approaching, like genuine homophobia in my opinion oh i totally well i mean at least enforcing those norms you know i mean i think every individual in that chain of command would be like no that's not me you know what i mean but that's sure. bureaucracy that's that's the best true you know bad actions a lot of the time come from indecision and a lack of action rather than you know malintent yeah 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 no i i think uh that's an important point um that this is once again probably a policy that they felt forced to follow um checking that you know, box man i'll bet can, it was just checking that box of things that aren't allowed you can tell from that specific one that there had been a lot of discussions about the cops as characters and what Hurst was hoping to get out of them and i feel like this was an overcorrection on their part where 100%. any semblance of it they were trying to censor if they could um and what, what year did this come out again I mean, let's see, 10, 2012. I don't think gay marriage was legal nationally then. Ooh, um, that's a fair time to fact check that, actually. And this um, is an interracial rural couple that are cops. 
That's so interesting. Yeah, gay marriage legalized in 2015. It, it's weird. It, but... 10 years feels like it's not that far away, but it is amazing. Some of the strides that we've made um, for this week. I'm not going to say that we've made every stride, but... Um, I think the idea that we're progressing as a myth in humanity is fundamentally fucked up. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I want to be more optimistic than that, but... Uh, I think there's beautiful things, too. Lots of beauty, but pretending that it's going to get better is silly. We should just be happy for what's there. And, yeah, and, I'll, know, I'll try our best. Try give a one two try. Real vote and stuff like that, and just you know, do coping mechanisms to deal with how awful humanity is. That's the best way. Yeah, I'll leave that where it is. Well said. All right. So <laughs> Alex Hirsch, Alex Hirsch replied to this to say, "Nope, they're dot 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 buddies." <laughs> that's so, pretty. That's pretty good. He's <laughs> just trying good. to say. Oh, and then it says, <laughs> "Chill out." Really. Oh, and they replied, the gesture is approved in this context. So he actually ended up getting through that one. Let's go. <laughs> That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. God, dude, I still hate kind of feeling that tension, though, you know? I'm just like, I don't like the con. I know that I probably just said some confrontational things, but I'm behind a camera right now. I'd never say that in, in an actual conversation with somebody. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I understand what you mean. I'm also like a little bit uncomfortable with the exchanges. And obviously he's trying to fight for his show. Uh, he said something in a later tweet, which I thought was interesting. Somebody said, wow, really appreciate you for this war against Disney or something. And he said, it was never a war. He just seems frustrated. He doesn't seem like he's fighting a war. Right, it was never a war against Disney. What he said, it was a war for Disney. I was trying to help them make a great groundbreaking show, and it was up to them whether they wanted to try to stop that from happening or not. That um, is such an awesome political thing to say, to phrase that. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I don't know whether that's true or not, but that sounds great. <laughs> I do agree with him, It, you know, that... And I think a lot of his ideas did end up getting through, which is why Gravity Falls ended up being great. And you wonder, like, if everything had been able to be approved, what it might have looked like. But that's always going to be a thought well, for every show. You know, that's a really good note about the process, too. Because you just said a lot of people think he's fighting a war against Disney, but he was fighting it for Disney. That's kind of what working for Disney's probably like a little bit, right? You're fighting against it for it all the time. That's kind of what the whole overarching change of society is like, right? That's what it is. You have to fight for it. You have to fight against it for it, right? Isn't that how Whoa. it works? I mean, as somebody who worked at Disney, this is very interesting for you to talk about because, you know, I quit like six months ago now, but there, you know... There, there was a lot going on that made me very disappointed in the company in certain things that they decided not to act on. And to your point, I do think that a lot of the backlash that Disney got from its own cast members during that time were a result of we are fighting this because we love this company and we would like to continue being proud to work here, but you're making it where it's harder to do that. Yeah, well, um, and also, like, Disney is a freaking dinosaur of an influencer, and having them putting out positive content's really important. Just wanting to pretend like they don't exist or cancel them is just stupid. <laughs> it's just not a good idea. It's not tactical. Sure. You know? Yeah, well, I mean, they are an extremely important part of um, children's the culture. Yeah, children's culture, the entertainment ecosystem, a lot of different things. Absolutely. Uh, and obviously... You know, I come from a childhood where these Disney stories meant a lot to me, and many of them still do, and are very nostalgic. Uh, and, you know, you 
want to see change for the things that you love. So uh, I'm glad that Disney has gotten better uh, with this type of content. And it seems like they're trending in a better direction. I think there's a ways to go. Um, but it is, you know, and I think that people shouldn't necessarily make the mistake of looking at this 10-year-old archive and immediately associate it with Disney right now. Because 10 years is a while ago, and a lot of different people shuffle in and out of departments within 10 years. Yeah, like, that's it is a very quite, fair thing to say. You know, it is quite possible that not a single person who was involved in any of this exchange works for the company at this point. Speaking well, from the perspective of somebody who worked there and saw lots of turnover. And I'm not going to spoil any current Disney shows for anybody with any specifics, but let's just say that there's definitely things that are more okay in regards to what we've been talking about than, than were okay back then. There's more things that are flying, definitely. Yeah. And I think that that's just because lots of really hard work from people like Alex Hirsch pushing the boundaries and making the censorship having to change their rules, I imagine. Because think about it. Like you said in that email, it sounded like a discussion happened. And those discussions create waves, even though those are not seen publicly. And just the fact that creators are fighting for things like just that single cold email from Alex Hirsch, like their buddies chill out. Like that, that is an email that's like, I'm not screwing around with this. You better send me a more personalized email if you're going to fight me. You know, you better actually have arguments. Yeah, you know? I mean, he's and, making it uncomfortable on purpose because exactly. that and discomfort I, is what eventually leads to them budging a little bit. It does. Well, because when you're just, the thing is, it's not about making people uncomfortable is what people need to remember. It's about making people ask why they're uncomfortable. And when you confront that question and you realize you don't have a real good answer for it, you kind of got to just shut up and realize that you're wrong. Yeah, that maybe you've been socialized to think a certain way. And mm -hmm. there is room to open your mind and change your perspective a little bit. You yeah. know, I think it's good to enter every discussion with the possibility that maybe you could be wrong. And then yeah. you have an opportunity to learn. It doesn't mean that you are every time. You know, obviously, we're going to have some beliefs that are a very important part of our core beings as humans. Um, well, yeah, I, but I think the things that we're the most sensitive about are the things that deserve the most thought, because usually we don't like thinking about them because they're sensitive, but they're sensitive, so they're important, so we should think about them more and give lots of good reasoning and willpower behind why we believe in those things, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and I think that people like Alex Hirsch and creators like Dana Terrace are creating really phenomenal social change because they're doing things like that. You know? Yes. And the more educated you are, the better equipped you are to help fight for these causes that you care about. So it's really good to, you know, get that knowledge. Now, you mentioned Dana Terrace. I'm glad you said that because, you know, we've been saying that there have been strides made, but I should also vocalize that Dana Terrace, the creator of Owl House, has personally also been fighting this fight. Uh, ten years well, I, that's why I wanted to say a little titty about Owl House, because I know that Dana Terrace has been really making things happen and, and creating big waves also um and i know didn't she and alex hirsch date was that a mm. thing hmm i uh, think that's real i'm pretty sure I that's real don't and, believe and I'm, and I'm so. pretty sure i read that they broke up recently i don't want to be making stuff up alex fact checking this but i'm pretty oh sure I'm right. um hang on uh it's been googled before so you're not the first one to have this um Oh, we about to cover up, uncover some extra dirty details on the Hirsch tweets episode. <laughs> I 
I'm just playing. We shouldn't be dramatic oh. about people's lives. I okay. Oh, actually, no, you're right. Actually, they did date, and I was not aware of that. Um, and uh, I guess in April of this year, Dana had, uh, I guess, hinted in a Tumblr drawing that they broke up. So uh, best wishes to both of them. Uh, you know, I still mm-hmm. admire both of them for their creative work. That's wild that they dated for so long. Okay. Neat. I was um, actually only saying that because I imagine that they fought together on that a little bit. Oh, I bet you're right. No, that's a really good point. I bet that, you know, to and some degree... Dana Terrace a bit of a leg up, maybe, because she had a history of Alex Hirsch having to deal with it and her having to, like, see him deal with it and maybe being like, I might be able to do this a little bit better. Yeah, and don't forget, they worked on these shows together. Yeah, exactly. Um, on know, both they worked on... together, yeah. Yeah, both Gravity Falls and Owl House. They're both parts of the creative team. <laughs> it's interesting because I bet that a dynamic like that is very empowering in that you are able to you know, get your thoughts together and know what you need to do. But it could also turn into a little bit of an echo chamber sometimes. Yeah, that's a whole thought. Like the philosophy of working with somebody that you're dating, like on a creative project like that. I think, you know, it's one of those things where some people can make it work and others can't. Probably just one of those things. Yeah. And, uh, you know, also I've seen Amphibia creators speak out and say that they wanted to have more things happen. So while I am saying, yes, we've trended in a good direction, it seems like the creators still have a lot more than we would like to do. And Lucas and I are obviously very pro-creative freedom uh, for yeah. artists to make the work the best way that they believe it can be made. So, all right, let's get into some more of these. Yeah. Page 50, please replace G's as the term is considered an abbreviation of Jesus. Oh my God. Oh okay, my. That's oh, ridiculous. Oh, so you said, oh my God, be careful. Jesus. <laughs> I, I just straight up say Jesus on the show all the time. Literally actually, all the time. I hope no one's do. offended by that. I've never thought about it. <laughs> I, I've also sort of <laughs> dropped that casually now. And it's interesting, right? Like, because I do beep certain things that we say, mostly because, like, if a parent is listening in a car, I don't want it to be an issue, but also because I think beeps are funnier than just leaving it alone. But then there's certain things like that where we're not going to censor, obviously. So, you know, I guess we all have our own internal ideas of what feels like it is worthy of censorship. Like, I don't really censor asshole. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny? If you started censoring things like like Jesus and asshole, it would just make it sound like you're saying worse swear words all the time. That's the thing is. <laughs> That'd be so funny. If you just started censoring words that are actually not that bad, like, ah, oh, dang it. If you put a censor word behind that, that makes it sound like you really cursed. That's awesome. Have I you ever that. heard of Jesus as an abbreviation for Jesus? Like, I, again, of I'm not. Of course, that's where I, it comes from. Really? Okay, see, I genuinely didn't know that that was even a thing, because it's been such a... Oh, dude, I remember people... Well, when we lived in Colorado, I remember people being mad at me for saying stuff like that. Real? I remember when just saying, oh my god, was a really big deal. And to some people, probably still is. I don't know. I haven't haven't heard that in so many years, like, since I was a young kid. I'm sure some... Yeah, well, it was more of a second grade thing, but I... You know, I, I noticed that some shows will do it, but... I hear, oh my gosh, much more often. So I do think maybe there's some hesitancy to go there. I actually say, oh my glob, a little bit more because of Adventure Time. Oh yeah, and also that's a really, it's a funnier way to do the joke, to be honest. So I think that's when censorship can almost get creative, where you find a better way to do it as a result of the constraints. You've talked about that on the show before. Yeah, and glob, god, grod, and god are like characters in the show. Okay, gotcha. So it, it adds context. You'll learn more about that. I actually shouldn't say any more. All right. Ooh, page 26. Please revise Holy Christmas as it could be perceived as religiously offensive. Oh, 
I see. Maybe I'm learning things, or maybe there's just maybe, like a lot of ridiculous rules here. Maybe but. the context, like maybe it's supposed to sound like holy crap, you know? So they're like, holy Christmas. I don't see how that could be. I don't see how that could. I'm sorry. I'm trying. I'm trying, Disney. <laughs> All right. I'm trying. So it's funny, like us trying to talk through this. So I guess saying holy anything in a way is making reference to something holy, which is in fact religious. So I guess yeah. maybe if you, and Chris, and Christmas can't be holy. So Sorry. if you drop holy on top of a religious holiday, then they just adds a little bit too much. Apparently, dude, if, if planet Earth considered any holiday the least holy on Earth, it's definitely Christmas. Dude, I just read the next one. People cannot see my mouth drop right now. Oh. Um, page six. Please revise Seuss's line about dressing as a giant teddy bear. It may call to mind the people who dress up as stuffed animals as a furry fetish. That's funny. There must be some missing context there. Maybe because it doesn't actually say what the line is. Uh, <laughs> what? Wait, 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 wait. I got to hear his reply for that one. Uh, his reply was, do I even have to respond to this? <laughs> <laughs> should we Sorry. leave that there is there any... <laughs> yeah we're, we're gonna leave that one there that that's okay. just good just like that we're, we're gonna have the same response as hirsch on that one right uh page 11 please revise wendy's response ah crud dang as crud has an inappropriate slang definition crud okay. is like crap sure but that one's shocking to me because i've heard crud in tons of kids content yeah, I thought crud was the safe one. I, I am genuinely blown away. Okay, uh, Alex Hirsch replied, how is this my life? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes he's a little bit cold to these people. Dude, um, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just know, I'll, I'll bet you that whoever's working there actually laughs when they read these emails. <laughs> like, they're saying, like, so. oh, like, oh my God, he's so mad. Like, and you know, they got to turn to their manager and be like, what the fuck do I say to this guy? it's like hey jim take a look at this literally all they said is how is this my life like do i say so so are you taking it out like what you know what's the follow-up email that's so awkward i love it yeah well i hate that we're missing parts of the entire exchange okay um (laughs) page 16 s and p is not okay with saying the word lucifer please revise oh wow that changed hella for owl house Oh, wow. That's right. Uh, yeah, they literally have a character. Lucifer! <laughs> it's so cute. I love that show. If you, if you if y'all haven't seen Owl House, like, literally go watch the whole thing. It's, it's like, so good. I love it. It's actually one of my favorite cartoons of all time now. It's cracked my top ten. I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, and us being a Gravity Falls podcast, I think, to yeah. continue just giving Owl House their flowers has to be done. Um, yeah, definitely. We don't get first... to do that at any other episode, so... <laughs> Alex Hirsch's response. I see no reason to change this. The devil isn't real. Uh, so I, I'm Okay, sure that, that one's a little unfair. Like, he's not, he's not, he's, he's, that one's a little, hey, oh, hey, that's our cryptid for the end of this episode. The devil. That's what we're doing. Oh, man. Okay, we'll put a pin in that and come back to it. Okay, okay. I didn't think we were going to have a Journal 4 entry, but. Uh... Hey, well, now we can. It came up. All right. Um, I like that one, too. That's going to be fun to talk about. Oh, okay. They they replied back. Please revise. S&P is concerned we will get complaints about such mentions of Lucifer, Satan, and or devil. 
I believe that they would get complaints. I uh, believe they'd get complaints. And I, think, and I mean, we've seen for a fact that they did get complaints, actually. Because people aren't real all that happy in the Christian neighborhoods about Owl House sometimes. Apparently. Oh, God. The YouTube... Some of the YouTube stuff for that is upsetting. Yeah. Um, so the fact that that is a thing is is dramatically... I mean, you got to at least admit that like disney's censors weren't wrong a lot of the time that they're like look if we're doing this you got to know that we're gonna get in a lot of trouble for it sure okay well and here's what her said here so what if we get a complaint the current line scrimshod from the tusks of lucifer himself is the kind of stuffy non-political old-timey purple prose like you'd see in moby dick it is a hundred percent less offensive to any religion than the mr toad's wild ride hell scene in disneyland our usage is patently defensible, and you could respond to a complaint like this. Wow. Sir or madame, we respect your religion, but this fanciful public domain language is used in a spooky Halloween-like context, and in no way represents a commentary on any belief system whatsoever. Please eat this Mickey-shaped cookie and enjoy this cute, classic, family-friendly Disney cartoon. <laughs> I- I'm not- I'm not gonna lie. That's- that's he's right that's exactly what you do you just send look i worked at the back at the back of a hotel rep a whole a hotel chain in oregon one time you just send a gift card that's all you do you give them money that's all they want that's it when people complain <laughs> they just want money that's really they don't really care they, they pretend like their beliefs are a thing they're lying they just want money yeah working with a lot of guest situations and complaints working at disney world um it was a very hard thing to deal with those types of things because most people are complaining because they know when they complain they're probably going to get something out of it but if you don't resolve it it escalates the issue tremendously so you usually end up giving it to them anyway even though that sucks for all the nice people yeah who don't get anything now there are people who sometimes will come up with a very legitimate complaint they're very nice about it and those are the easiest people to help because you don't have to have any kind of a moral quandary of if i do this am i about to make it that much more difficult for the next person that this like jerk interacts with because now they know they can get away with it at disney it's a hard thing to kind yeah, of figure a, that's out a hard, that's a hard line to walk i'm not envious of you having because at my job i could pretty much just not care and because you know like i had no pressure to be perfect you know like so if we have a really rude guest where i was working like you know we still put on the hotel face for the most part but if they're actually bad you just kick them out <laughs> sure and you know i was a coordinator or you know basically the next step up from a regular cast member i would respond to these guest situations and cast members would call me and it was a really big deal to them to feel like they were being backed up if a guest showed up and sometimes you know it was my job to not back them up to you know because what we were supposed to do is kind of to make sure that the guest leaves happy so that as many people have a good experience at disney as possible and yeah. Yeah, you don't want to, like, single out a guest by having a bunch of cast members show up when a problem goes on. Yeah, and, you know, I also know that if I decide not to help them with the situation at all, then it's probably going to make the problem worse. So, you know, there's a lot that goes into making these types of decisions. Uh, with a show like this, to be honest, I feel like they could just not reply to the email. No, you have to reply to the censorship email. You can't, Alec, this is a business. You works. can't just ignore an email. Well, I guess di by Disney's logic, though, it's the same thing. They want to respond to every complaint so that the person feels heard. But, you know, I've also worked in a department where people would reply to surveys 
that were not meant to be replied to and they would leave a like really long complaints and you know we would just forward those to someone who could better help them uh oh for sure you know it, it depends though like because then there's auto-generated emails that you can send back that you, usually not in regards to a complaint but just regards to a general thing that people will say well and but, i'm sure sometimes you get like just whacked out like methed out emails that are like so nonsensical that it's like okay we're not we're, we're just gonna delete this right oh yeah yeah definitely just <laughs> throw certain ones away especially yeah. if the guest comes out with any type of hostility that is not worth replying to um you know there are certain situations where that will be shut down immediately and they're not going to get anything yeah yeah my favorite thing when i was working at the hotel is people be like i'll sue you be like cool my job is done i can't talk to you anymore (laughs) i'm serious when people say that cool i'm like cool it's a legal thing i can't talk to you till we have a lawyer so peace you'll have to take it up with someone with higher thing than me i can't talk to you anymore i'm done that was it i'm too too lower ranked the minute you bring out the suit here's a card i can't talk to you about it anymore sorry dude uh, I can kick you out though if you try. Yeah, and I will say like I don't want to make paint a picture like everybody who comes and complains at Disney gets what they want. If they are being uh, totally irrational, there are ways oh, but, to yeah. keep track and make sure that that person is not causing problems everywhere. And people will sometimes get picked out of the park. If... Whoa, dude! If this was a YouTube video, I would totally just like have a creepy Mickey head materialize behind you as you said that there are ways of making sure that they don't do other things in the park. Like Jesus Christ! People can picture. I just don't want to like divulge any like <laughs> confidential information. It's not as weird as it sounds. It's more just like you know, if a cast member feels like a guest has come up and gotten something that was either like they were being harassing about it or they were going out of their way to very clearly try to get something out of the transaction, uh, then they just report it. And then if there's reports of the same guest doing multiple, the same thing in a bunch of different places, that's when they can get themselves in trouble. Um, Because then it shows that, yeah, they're not trying to actually get help. They're just trying to get things everywhere they go. So it is now canon for everybody to know that Disney has a stricter permanent record than exists in the education system. Totally. Also, um, for those people who are worried about Disney security, you don't have to be. They're really good. Maybe that's why they're worried, Alec. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably why they're worried. For those of you who are worried about Disney security for the same reason I might be, you should be worried. They're very good. Don't try it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, people like you have probably gotten away with more things than people who have caused genuine problems, but... (laughs) Oh, yeah, people, you know, yeah, we're not going to talk about that, though. Yeah, we'll leave it there. Um, all right, next. Oh, okay, Alex Hirsch was not done. I'm sorry for breaking up that oh, with oh. a long tangent. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so then he continued to say after leaving his amazing Mr. Toad comment, which, by the way, is my favorite ride at Disneyland, and I'm a Mr. Toad super fan. Um, that was my favorite comment so far, too, because his logic was actually succinct. Very uh, good. Totally, and... um. I love Mr. Toad so much that if anybody was ever to make fan art and you want to incorporate me and Mr. Toad there somehow, that's I would like actively be like, that's fine. Uh, oh my anyway. God, if, if you could somehow reach out to Lucas privately, Mr. Knotts on Instagram, and and maybe I could make it a present for him. That would be sick. <laughs> wow. Right, just, nice. just saying, actually, though, that'd be really cool. Hit me up. Okay. Mr. So, Knotts on Instagram. I'm a, I'm a fire spinner. I'm a fire spinner. Mr. Knotts, fire yeah, spinner. If people didn't know that about Lucas, he's a damn good fire spinner, too. Aw. All right, uh, Alex Hirsch has said, why should we be held hostage to whatever imaginary knee-jerk career complainers would conceivably go out of their way to pretend to be offended by this? Yeah, why would we? And I get his point. Because it'll make us a little bit less money if we don't. 
But barely. I mean, yeah, but barely. But that's their that is hey, that's the argument. It would make but, us a little bit less money. And Alex I, would say that's dumb. And but I disagree. That's well, I don't know. I don't know. What, what tell me. Here's the thing. People who complain at Disney always come back to Disney. They never actually leave the company or the brand ever. Disney has nothing to gain by appeasing these people, in my opinion, especially in these types of things. Um, That's a good point. If anybody doesn't, if, if the CGI movies have proved nothing, it's that it doesn't need to be good for people to keep going back to it. If you can, if there is a huge aggregate total of people who have a very adverse reaction to one thing, I mean, that probably means more than some of these really small examples of one person getting mad here or there. It's like, if they ask their kid to stop watching it, it's going to probably make the kid want to watch it more. Oh, yeah. And that's just going to make Disney more money, too. Right. And it's not... Win-win. Maybe they'll stop watching Gravity Falls, but they're not going to stop watching Frozen. Sorry. It's not going to happen. No, it's true. So, anyway. If uh, anything, actually... Back to the the comment on, like, you know, uh, Hirsch fighting a war for and against Disney. He's kind of fighting a war for and against himself, too. Because it really is the creators that that get the short end when stuff like that happens. Yeah. You know? Because imagine if he got canceled because the censors were too loose for them. Can you imagine if something like that had happened? That's interesting that sometimes censors might serve a way to... Gosh, wow. It's so interesting if something, how stuff like If that something actually gets too... If something's too offensive... Can you imagine, like, like in, in the first season of Family Guy, if they made a joke that was so offensive that, like, literally they just had to cancel the show? Yeah, like, it really upset a lot of people on a super profound level. Yeah. yeah I, I think that that's the... That's the line. That's the me. logic of censorship. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, there is a reason that it exists, and that's kind of it. And it even yeah. exists for bigger shows, right? It doesn't... Yeah. I, I hate to say that that censorship makes sense to some degree. Censorship only makes sense when we have national systems like we do. I think in a communitarian system that people like to idealize their, you know, idyllic society, censorship it wouldn't be as important. But I think when you're dealing with, like, the masses in television, how it is in our society, I think it's maybe a little necessary. Sure. So they replied to that, and they said, we'll review in this context. So I don't know if that made the show or not after the long exchange. Maybe. Oh we'll have to Dude, keep see, an eye see, out for that. Those are the emails that make me so so uncomfortable. Just like, ah, you know that's bad. You know that that's bad. Everybody feels bad. And they yeah. should. <laughs> they should. I hope anyway, it's not yeah. just some poor intern that's handling the communications. <laughs> me um, too, man. Uh, anyway, I hope they're uh, at least paid. <laughs> yes. They, I'm sure they are. Uh, okay. Disney doesn't do unpaid internships, to my knowledge, so that's good. That's um, it's a big next, company. I don't know if I'd make that statement. I'm, I'd be pretty confident. I don't know if I'd bet money, but I'd be pretty confident. Ooh. All right, uh, next up. Page 32. The gag with the basketball player throwing the pet chimp through the basketball hoop will most likely be problematic. We would need to run the scene by our Disney animal consultant for acceptability, especially with any primate inclusions. Wow, I thought that they were going the route of it being maybe racist, and then you kept reading it, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, like it's like... animal abuse? Is that it? But then why does it say especially with any primate inclusions? Is it because that is an especially bad animal to depict potentially, maybe it's like, like, not like, being like taken in, care of well? Yeah, like endangered animals, maybe? Oh, shoot, man, I respect oh, wait, but, that reasoning, oh, at least. I do respect the reasoning, but this is also the pet chimp is, like, shooting a basketball hoop. Wait, like the chimp is shooting it? He's not. Yeah, going like to they're taking the shot with. 
Oh no, sorry, I'm wrong. The basketball, you're you're right. The basketball player throws the pet chimp through. Okay. Ah, uh, all right. I mean, I think that maybe there's some sense here. The more that we talk through it. Okay. I don't know what scene you're talking about. Oh, but then it says also the monkey's name, salacious monk monk, is also problematic for S and P as the salacious term is inappropriate. Please revise. Oh, really? Salacious monk monk? What is what is is salacious problematic? Um, I don't think, I think salacious is just like, uh, let's Google this. Jeez, we're learning a lot today. Yeah, just reminds uh, me of tenacious D. Oh, okay, having or conveying undue or inappropriate interest in sexual matters. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I guess if, if a kid Googled that word after hearing that name, <laughs> that might <laughs> like be we did. Yeah, like we did, <laughs> us children. Um, like, oh, right. I wonder what salacious is. Oh, Okay, oh. now I wonder what salacious... To their mom. Hey, mom, you're salacious! Mom, what does that mean? Google knows. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is this salacious singles? And then it just... <laughs> oh, it just, yeah, it, it just spirals from there. <laughs> yeah, it just, um, it's... Good. <laughs> but Alex Hirsch replied, this is maybe the dumbest collection of notes I've ever received. Seriously, reread this entire paragraph out loud. <laughs> oh my god. So I will reread it out loud. Uh, the gag with the basketball player throwing the pet chimp through the basketball hoop will most likely be problematic. We would need to run <laughs> the scene by our an Disney animal consultant for acceptability, especially with any primate inclusions. Also, the monkey's name Salacious Monk Monk is also problematic for SMP as the term salacious term is inappropriate. Please revise. You know, uh, that actually may be one of the single silliest emails I've ever heard in my entire life. That actually is probably <laughs> the single silliest email I've ever heard in my whole life. Actually, when you actually me. read it out loud, it's so yeah. true. It's just Especially like after you said it like that, I started just like, oh no, that that's actually really bad. Oh boy. All right, next. Page 172. Please revise the text on Tambry's flyer. Bottles will be spun. This implies they are playing spin the bottle. We don't want to send the wrong message to our audience. What the hell? So spin the bottle isn't okay to show? I was gonna say, I'm like, wait, isn't that the implication? Yes! Like, it's like, exactly what it's supposed to be. Yeah, so what I'm they're like, saying is spin the bottle is not appropriate. Um, so Hirsch responded to this one. The message is teenagers like kissing. How on earth is this the wrong message? And it's on a flyer. We don't even show it. You gotta be kidding me here. Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. That's Come on, there's very, it's very hard to cut around this one. Um, oh, but they replied and said, S&P is still uncomfortable with this flyer giving the impression that it is a makeout party. Um, Alex Hirsch replied, what's a makeout party and where can I find one? <laughs> Fine, we'll remove the line, bottles be spun. Please replace with the new line, not S&P approved. That's so funny. Okay, and then... Uh, That's next, pretty funny. Next, I hate to say that I was spoiled on this one because it was the biggest soundbite that made its round. Uh, so now it says, please admit, not S&P approved on the party flyer. So they clap back and we're like, no. And Hirsch said, I don't see the problem with this. Reply, not S&P approved has been approved by S&P. Oh my God, that's so... <laughs> it's a real email! You not S&P approved. <laughs> you gotta know that whoever was like, writing that on their side was definitely like oh my god i'm so glad i get to say this like that's probably the proudest email any censor could ever write and <laughs> and that is and that is the very last one uh and, my god it is brilliant. so funny brilliant
Um, so good. Oh this my has four point nine million views. So uh, thank you, Alex Hirsch, for sharing this. His tweet has three hundred and forty three thousand likes. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Like I know that uh, Disney is probably coming under some fire. Or at least people are like coming after them for this and. You know what? I think that it's good to open up a censorship conversation. The fact that he dropped this is not a bad thing. We should be thinking about the best ways that creators can present their art. And yeah. um, I think it's cool that this is public. And I mean, if anything, I think Disney should embrace that this happened. And I don't know. I mean, the smartest thing that you could do is just tuck and roll. If you're a company that deals with this and be like, yeah, you're right. These are some pretty valid criticisms. We're going to think about this as a company that's all you really need to say regardless of whether you think about it or not sure and uh i, I should mention that if you, anybody wants to watch the video there is somebody who performs the voice for snp and it's hysterical so <laughs> it's probably worth uh, giving the video a chance to uh <laughs> trust I, me it's, I, it's all worth your time i'm gonna watch that later that's so sweet, um, man. yeah it's also you know it opens up the whole door of how many more things did they not show us like these are the ridiculous examples surely there were some more serious ones that probably went back and forth maybe some which we would be less defensive or we would defend less on hirsch's behalf depending on what they were but you know we dude. also love a good show that's able to do the things that it wants to do dude i would drop a full year's worth of our youtube revenue to see the conversations from owl house Oh my goodness. Maybe one day. Now that there's precedent. <laughs> Dude. Uh, yo, yo, for real. Uh, at some point, hopefully, we're going to have like a Twitch channel. And I'm going to say that all the time. I'm going to be like, hey guys, give us some Twitch money. I I'm going to raise a fund to try to get Disney and Dana Terrace to release those conversations. I, I got to see them. I got, we got, we're releasing them on the channel. <laughs> no. Oh man. I, That'd be so I, awesome. I'm, uh, I'm worried about that because I don't want to see the amount of money that we would get for that and be forced into donating it as opposed to how much we could make on our own. <laughs> No, I'm I'm totally joking. I would not. I, I, I'm I'm total. I'm not going to promise that for for money. Please don't. I'm hundred jo percent jokes. Totally. I don't I don't want the law to come back and bite me in the ass for not having spent a bunch of my money on a silly thing that I was joking about in a YouTube video. <laughs> sure. So uh, Alex Hirsch posted a bunch of tweets for the ten year anniversary. Not all of them are about like the behind the scenes stuff. Some of it's just he still has a ton of love for this show. Oh, He's very sure, proud yeah. of it. And like all of this back and forth did create a creative friction that resulted in some amazing work, which is part of the reason that we're here doing this podcast and why we love it so much. Yes. Um, but uh, dang, man, this really opened the door for us to have lots of interesting conversations today. Yeah, this um, was really fun. I'm glad we did this. Yeah. Uh, for people who um, are interested in having more conversation, the Discord is a great spot to do that. We've got the description for that in the bio. And we've got a Gravity Bros text channel for you to chat. Yes, indeed. And um, and I think that I'm actually going to put this one on YouTube because I, I really love this conversation. And, uh, you know, it might mess with our algorithm a teensy bit. So it matters a little bit extra to like and subscribe on this one, everybody. Um, sure. Um, I just Lucas, thought that it'd be, I, I really wanted to share this with our YouTube people because I just love this conversation so much. And I think, uh, I, I don't know, I think it's cool news. I think it's cool to talk about. And uh, oh, and also now everybody who's hearing this can go check out our podcast if this is the kind of stuff that interests you. Cool um lucas Which alex about to do the plug for in a minute too yes yes uh do you still want to rate lucifer on a scale of one to ten <laughs> yes 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 i do i was gonna say let's open up journal four and and put the devil in uh in our book now the thing is you know how i am about with my multi-dimensional logic right yes now 
I know how you feel about Santa Claus and the idea of a reality existing with, you know, with like a, a maybe like a dimension of thought that with enough belief system can will a creature into existence. Some, if you're asking like me that, if huh? I believe in Santa Claus, the answer is yes. Okay. By that logic, does it not also make sense to believe in the devil? Who boy. Hard um, to cherry pick it just because one feels nicer, doesn't it? Santa Claus, Satan Claus. Um, <laughs> listen, <laughs> uh, as I've said in the past, I would never ever walk on to here and deny the existence of Santa Claus, just like in Miracle on 34th Street, one of my absolute favorite movies of all time. Uh, but I'm also not ready to hear, sit here and uh, accept the existence of Satan. So uh, I, <laughs> to be honest, I'm not going to think too hard about this one. I am going to, oh man, I just want to opt out, to be honest. I don't want to touch Ooh, the he's not Satan with a 10-foot oh, pole. Oh, why? Is, is there a censorship reason, Alec? Is there some, it's, it's just some old-timey, there, you know? It's, <laughs> there are probably 3,000 reasons why I would probably just feel like it's not in my best interest to rate this. Uh, I'll tell you, it's in my best interest, so you can just use my rating. Um, because I love thinking and talking about all of these things, regardless of consequences. So, uh, and this is why I would not be on a good censorship team. If anybody was unclear about that, even though I am the editor and censor of our content. <laughs> Except, Except for the for, podcast. Not, not That's for the me. Pod- okay. Not for the podcast, for the YouTube channel, to be fair. Um, <laughs> anywho, I think that the idea that there are like demons Kind of makes sense. I could see there being some like trickster netherworld, you know, uh, dark dudes. But the idea that there's one that's like the king of them seems kind of silly to me, you know? So sure. like, or, or if there was, maybe he, you know, they'd like have like a system where it gets like, you know, like placed every once in a while, you know? So mm-hmm. like Lucifer is a guy, you know, and the devil is a position. You see what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, I genuinely see. So for Lucifer, I'm saying like one out of ten. There's no way, right? Because there's no like supreme I'm the devil forever guy. But maybe like like a if like as like a position at the top of a rank of demons, I could give it up for that. And I could say someone calling that a devil or something of that nature. And uh, so for that, I'll give it a six out of ten. Wow. Uh, I feel like you spoke about that really well in a fairly... uh... Non-controversial way. Good for you. Hey, man, I think that the logic of metaphysics is honestly pretty straightforward for the most part. And if you just accept a couple premises as possibilities, makes it pretty easy to talk about this stuff. Yeah, no, and listen, when it comes to things like this, uh, I'm willing to have the conversations. The truth is, I just don't know. And I don't like to... When it comes to cryptids, it's very easy to just give a rating to something that I don't know because it's silly and fun. And then when it gets a little bit more on the level of religion and stuff like that... It's more just like, I feel like by making a rating, I'm actually like putting a genuine belief system onto it. And that's where, that's the main reason that I don't really want to put a rating out there because there's too much like beyond this world that I'm not aware of. So, you know, I'm soul searching. I I don't think of it as a religious thing. I think of all of it as cryptozoology and mythology to some degree. Huh. Because to me, I think of all of it as equally as potentially as real until I see some evidence of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I think that's a really cool perspective and why uh, I, I love hearing what you have to say about these types of things. Yeah. Um, I, it's funny. I, I think there's a non-zero chance that there could be some people finding our podcast for the first time because you were here for the Hirsch tweets. If yeah, that is the that's case, true. 
Um, we open Journal 4 at the end of every episode to talk about a mysterious or mythical beast uh, or concept or mystery. Uh, and we gave a rating of 0 to 10 and we add it to our own like mythical version or our own uh, book that we call Journal 4, uh, which yeah. I don't know if will ever be written in uh, person or published or anything like that. Probably not. Oh, no, no. Don't say probably not. That would be the sickest merch for us, dude. Can you imagine if we created the actual book four that had all of our, like, our all of the th- all of our entries in it? That would be so cool. Trust I'm passionate me, I do want to do it. I just don't know what our copyright law would say about that because oh, that's it's true. Gravity Falls. So I... We might be able to get away with it somehow. Maybe let's, we could let's make leave the like, door open. Maybe we can make like five and do like a giveaway, and so then it's fan art that we're giving away. It's oh, not man. like we're not selling it. You know what I mean? It's I different. mean that's cool too. But for all that work, we'll we'll think about it. No, that'd be uh, sick. Because then we could keep some and just publish a couple, and then they're special. I like that. I'm not. I'm not ruling it out. Um, okay. Cool. All right. Well, uh, everyone, this podcast is brought to you by the Brazilian Dragon Podcast Network. I actually got to hang out on their main feed to talk about Total Drama Island on a recent episode. So check that out over there. And Lucas may be on there soon. So thank you, Tessa Scarborough, for the cover art for Gravity Bros. Thank you, the mysterious woman, Anna LaFleur. Check us out on social media and have a wonderful day. Uh, and really savor the day. You know, I hope it's really going to be a good one for you. I do. Yeah. Call someone you love and have a nice conversation with them. It'll, it'll, it'll make you feel like you had a cup of coffee without the downsides. <laughs> well said. Goodbye, everybody. We will see you next week. Happy sleuthing. And if you're on YouTube, subscribe. Bye. <laughs> Bye.